Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
Thank you for this afternoon. We bless you, O oh God. Hallelujah, indeed, is to your name. You are wonderful. You are glorious, O oh Lord. Father, thank you for what you do for us and you continue to do. We bless your name. We honor you, O oh Lord. Your word says that the entrance of your word, it brings light. Let your word be a lamp unto our path. And a light, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We need guidance, we need direction. In this world, without you, we can do nothing, Lord. Therefore, we do acknowledge, O oh God, that your word is the beginning of everything. Because you said in the beginning was your word. And therefore, anything that we want to create, we, want, we need your word. In Jesus' name, Lord. Give us the spirit of revelation. Give us the spirit of understanding. Give us discernment, spirit, to discern your word beyond what we will hear. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. And let the saints say, please sit in the presence of the living God. Hallelujah. I think that was a powerful ministration. What do you think? Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much.
you know. So, just before I forget, the meeting I want to have, it will be in the chapel. We wanted to have it here because Kofi wanted to zoom it for the, those who are not here, the college ones. But I think the chapel will still work nicely for all of us. So, 2 o'clock prompt, we will be there. Hallelujah. Okay, so, God bless you. And how many people enjoyed the announcement? And I was telling somebody at the back that I loved the fact that she would quote a verse or say something and then say the announcement. Hallelujah. God bless you, Kezia. And the Lord continue to use you for his church. Hallelujah. You know, so let's go into the word of God. It's 1211. What have we been talking about? Church growth, right? Hallelujah. How many agree with me that church growth is very, very important? Oh, it is. And before I also start the message, if you are feeling good, all the brethren to the altar uh, and then the back beyond the pole, please, can you move forward a little bit? Please move forward. I beseech you by the message of the living God. In other words, I'm begging you. Please move, 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 move. You see, because of the lights, I don't see all the people beyond the pole well, you know. And it's good to have eye contact when I, I'm preaching, you know, eye contact with you. It's a good thing. Okay. It's Henry at the back. Please move forward, Sarah. Move forward. Okay. Blessings. All right. I hope all the tech people, you are all needed at the back there. Okay. And if you are feeling cold, don't forget the ministry, the special ministry at the back. You know, it's working. Hot chocolate. I can see sorted teas over there. I saw them. You know, if you want coffee with that, sugar or milk, you know, it is also working. I saw some croissant. I saw some nice sliced, you know, cake and things. Okay, if you are feeling cold, please. If you are feeling sleepy, maybe you worked last night, you know, keep awake. Hallelujah. You just grab the coffee and let's flow. Is it a good thing? Why don't you put your hands together for the brethren who put everything together. Nana and her team. Hallelujah. Her ministry. So please, I think, you know, church without food is a wilderness church. We don't want that, right? Uh-huh. That is why the meeting, we will make sure something will be there. You can't have a meeting without, you know, Ah, no, 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 no. It shouldn't work. What do you think? It's a good thing. So, even if you are not part of the meeting, please come, you know. Beautiful. We've been talking about church growth, and I will not recap much. We said that 
church growth is very important because number one, it's the only project that God is doing. Am I right? Yes. Number two, uh huh. God has chosen the church. Ephesians chapter three verse ten. Chosen the church to, you know, to the intent that His wisdom will be revealed to the world. Hallelujah. And then number three is the extension of our biological family. Hallelujah. As the person sitting by you, do you have some families in the house? Say, can you identify an uncle, an auntie, a mother, a father, a brother, or a sister in the house of God? Hallelujah. Amen. I'm grateful to God for your lives and all the things, the relationships that I have. Anytime Mm. that I see many of you, almost all of you, I get excited. Hallelujah. You know, it's a blessing. And I want us to take these things very seriously that Jesus, when he he was introducing his ministry, he showed us that those that will do the will of the Father, they are our siblings also. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? And then when he was dying, he also did the same thing. Hallelujah. And then the next one that we said that because he bought the church with his blood. Very expensive deal. Hallelujah. That is why we should be careful not to judge quickly. Hallelujah. We should be careful not to judge quickly. We should not be careful not to condemn. We should be careful not to give up on people because, because Jesus has bought us with his blood. He will also not give up easily. If you buy something very expensive, will you allow the thing to go easily like that? You think about it. That is why some of the clothes that we can't even wear them. We know for sure we can't wear them. But emotionally, we are not allowing the clothes to go. When they say salvation, I mean, you get angry. <laughs> Because if you remember in those days when you came to the United States of America and how much you bought that particular suit or the dress or the shoe, you can see that you cannot wear. When you were in your 20s, these high heel shoes, you, really, you were enjoying them. Now that we have gone over the 50s, you know for sure you cannot easily walk in them like that. Mercy. You cannot. <laughs> No, no, no. Is it okay to come down, please? Ah. So you notice that we find it difficult to clean our clothes because of this emotional thing. The emotional attachment. As you go through the thing, you see this part and then you lift it. And say, you wish you can just cut yourself somewhere and then you go into the thing again. Look, recently I decided that, you know what? I will clean these closets. And then the second one was helping me. And then we would, some of them help you. Couldn't believe that they were from, they were still from, um, because I, I, I took them to the dry cleaning. And you know how they have pressed their pants. And I look at them and she would say, Daddy, this one, this one is okay. I said, no, 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 everything. 
I use some extra strength to get all to get rid of almost everything. About seven big black bags. I decided not to keep them in the house, even for my mind to change. I put them in the truck and then I dumped them somewhere. All of them. Happy, what do you think? So no more, we need to do that. And no more accusation that this place is too small for us. We need to move from, it's not too small. It's just that when you break, oh. Anything that The closet is not too small. Just that you are not allowing certain things to go. Hallelujah. Amen. The kitchen is not too small. Just that, that the setting, you, um, the cooking utensils, you are not allowing them. When I see some folks in there, and I remember where, you know, when we moved from Cop City to New Jersey, <laughs> and then we went to this shop, shopping mall in Yonkers to buy them. You know, I don't even remember the name. Yeah. Is it like a wholesale something? Yes. Oh, a piece selected things from her heart. <laughs> you know. So when you see some in 1999, can you imagine? How many years now? 24 years. I'm, I'm moving, so I need things. Brother Ben. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I was saying, I'm saying that. Jesus bought you and I and everyone else with his blood. And because of that, he will not allow anyone to go easily. That is why I've come to understand as a pastor that I shouldn't give up on anyone. Hallelujah. Irrespective of what they do. And sometimes when I counsel people, there's not tell them that there's nothing that you said you think you have done that you think when I hear I will be startled or something, or if there's a right word to you know, nothing. Nothing. That's why the blood is so alive. The blood is real. Hallelujah. You come, let's reason together. As my dear daughter was saying. Hallelujah. Yeah. And then God will take that. And then the next one, we talked about. The church growth and lay ministry. Hallelujah. And then we mention all the various ministries. Shabby shepherding must go. Hallelujah. Then last week, what was we what did we talk about? Church growth and maximizing the Sunday usage. Beautiful. You remember it. You know, we need we have to come to understand, we have to understand that. Sunday is the Sabbath day we have set aside. Hallelujah. And then it shouldn't be, it can be Saturday, it can be Sunday, but we have chosen that it is our Sunday, hallelujah, that we have set aside. And therefore, we should do our best to maximize the Sunday. Hallelujah. And the way to do it, you have to practically, that's why I was giving a practical example. For instance, if you come to church, you do, um, you are part of a ministry and you have kids. You have to prepare, you know, number one, prepare from even Saturday. 
when we had young kids, in those days we, we were staying in church for a long time. If apostle has not gone home, I will not go home. We used to bring food all the time. All the time. I'd be prepared from Saturday. Hallelujah. And Sunday, when you are packing the vehicle, you can see that you, where you are going, you are going to stay for a long time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because ministry is work. You know, imagine, in fact, when I, was, I used to go to office, you know, I noticed that some of my colleagues, they make the office environment almost like home. They have family pictures. They have, in fact, some of the one brother in his drawer. Every compartment has something. The fruits, the, some of them even brought refrigerator there in their corner. Pastor, didn't you have refrigerator in your office when you were going to office? Yes, yes. Hey, microwave. a microwave. That's it. So when you go there, you have more relaxed. You feel comfortable. The work is not irritating. In fact, many managers that they stay in office for a long time, they do these things easily. Those who will not like to eat there, they have fruits. They have juices. They, have, they make their own coffee. They bruise their... Am I, am I saying something right here? Is there anyone who can witness oh, yes. with me? Reverend. Oh, yes. Brother Ben. Aha. <laughs> and you feel comfortable. You feel more relaxed. In the environment. Are you with me? And therefore, if you go to office and you have your own office, you don't do that. Do it. You will enjoy the work more. And the ministry is like that. Hallelujah. In order for us to enjoy the ministry, not to rush to go home, we need to come to that realization that that is why when we were in Newark, because we had room, we have um, a place that we can also close the door and eat. We used to, sometimes I would be counseling people and I'd Rosen will come and tell somebody, Reverend, come and see something. By the time I get this, Reverend, if you don't eat, you will collapse. Please, come and eat something and then let's continue. So Thursday, when we were going around, looking at the, the places, that one of the things that I was almost attracting me was the place that we saw that a, a house and a nice kitchen, mm. beautiful kitchen, mm. with everything there. Hallelujah. Yeah. Are you with me, please? Yes, please. So that if you don't get opportunity to eat breakfast and then you come to church, you can also drink something. Because sometimes you want to eat something, but if you look at the time and everything, it's very difficult. And you're driving to church sometimes. You don't have opportunity to stop to buy what you want to buy. Hallelujah. So that's why when we close, the church goes over 1 o'clock, 1.15, 1 then we say, shepherd's meetings. Oh, again, again. Hallelujah. The next today, what we are going to talk about church growth for the next few minutes. Hallelujah. Are we going to maximize the Sunday, please? Give us Psalm 23, please. The title of the message is from Church Growth, Chapter 7. If you have the book, all these books, please, if you don't have, if you don't have any of these books, give me a wave. 
what it means to become a shepherd, mega church, lay people in the ministry, church growth, everything is electronic. It's free. It's free. We just have to give us your gadget and then we'll put everything on it for you for free. It's free. Hallelujah. Some, it's, the, the title is The Art of Welding a Rod and a Staff. Psalm 23. In other words, it's talking about the equipment of a shepherd. Every profession has an equipment. If you're a doctor, what is one of the main equipment you use, my dear? Can you hear her, please? Hallelujah. What is one of the main equipment that a doctor needs? When you see the person, you can see that. Stethoscope. Stethoscope. Hallelujah. And they go everywhere with it. And the white robe is something that the white robe helps the patients to identify them, right? Oh, okay. I thought it's like something that bright, so when you are not feeling well, you see them, and uh, something comes around for you to feel very well. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. If you're a pharmacist, Brother Ben, is there any special equipment you use, a pharmacist? The main thing is the software that you use. Hallelujah. You know, somebody was sharing with me, and I think, you know, how a pharmacist, I think that pharmacist saved a life. A doctor prescribed a medicine, right, for a patient. And then when the person took it to the pharmacist, and he said, how old is the person you're going to? And the person, the patient was a baby. Just a baby less than six months. And then the pharmacist said, you cannot give this type of medication to a child. Then the person rushed back to the hospital. The person, the doctor who prescribed the medicine at the emergency room had left. They showed it to another doctor. They found out, wow, it's a big mistake. And I said to myself, wow, it's good that the pharmacist was really good. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Other than that, this person would have taken the medicine innocently, not knowing anything. Just go and give this medicine to the baby. And then the baby would just die. Hallelujah. This is just by the way. So well, may God bless pharmacists and those who really study and know the, the staff well. Hallelujah. Amen. And not the father is coming from a doctor, so it's acceptable. Are you with me, please? Yeah. And so, the same way as shepherds in the ministry, a pastor, a shepherd who is leading sheep, the person's equipment is rod and then starve. Hallelujah. Amen. And I, I don't know if we will be allowed to continue this particular message because I will not be able to finish. 
But one of the things that I was thinking about, even not in the church, in our own homes, many of us are leading. Hallelujah. So we need a rod and a staff to lead in the family home well. In the church of God, a pastor needs a rod and a staff. It's a symbolic thing. The combination is not a physical thing that it is in your hand because we don't walk around in the house with a rod and a staff in our hand. Everywhere we go, then we will be swinging it. We will be swinging it. You can easily report us. Discipline came, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Psalm 23, verse 1 said, The Lord is my shepherd, and I what? I shall not want. And then because the Lord is my shepherd, a shepherdship relationship, what happens is that in verse 2, the person does what? He makes me the shepherd. And therefore, if we are in this life, and no one can make us to lie down, that means you are not a sheep. To anyone wow. in this world. I don't know if you can catch oh, the yes. revelation here. You cannot be counseled. That no one in your life. So anytime I have opportunity to counsel people, one of the things that I want anyone who got opportunity, anyone who will come into your life that, oh, I have this beloved, I want to introduce the beloved to you. Ask one question. If you are having a difficulty, and who will be the person and then you will not listen to your partner. Who will be the person who will tell you that? Stop, and then you will stop. If the person cannot give you anyone, I'm not saying the pastor, anyone, then don't marry the person. You are preaching. No, no, am I, am I, are you with me, please? Oh, yes. You have a beloved. And, then, and sometimes, even sometimes, people do not think about this carefully. That is anyone in this world that there won't be a shepherd in your life when you get angry, when you don't want to do, when you don't want to go, when you don't want to sit, when you, then the person says, do not do that. Who is that person? Which is normal in life. And many homes are suffering because of this particular thing. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? I always use this as an example as when we, you know, we married one man. We separated. So the whole marriage started from here, United States of America. And then the shepherd that came into our life, our life was Apostle Joel. One of the things that by the grace of God has really helped us, the fact that the shepherd will say, do this, and then we will do. Mm. When they say that, it's almost anything. It's only I share deeper when I'm counseling people. Hallelujah. That I will say it, and then, you know, apostle will counsel LP, and then help you will not get home and say that. So you have gone to report me to Apostle Joel. Okay, now we are here. Apostle is not here. Let's see if I will do it. You won't behave. You won't behave. And then when I don't do it today, you go and report me. You go and report me. No, it has never happened before. You are preaching. No. 
No. Happy mama. And the same thing, my side. Yeah. And always we, we do understand that God will, if Apostle is not there, Reverend Osei is there. If Reverend Osei is not there, Reverend Bidin is there. Are you with me, please? There's a time that the shepherd will be changed. Then we have to learn how to also change and adapt Boy. to the new shepherd that God is giving to us. You're Hallelujah. Are, Are you with me, please? Oh, yes. Because if the person will make you to lie down, that means the shepherd is always closer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The shepherd must be closer to you that in emergency, quickly you will be able to reach the person. What a word. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me, please? There's a verse in the Bible. It says it's better to have an old, a young king or an old king who cannot be admonished or something like that. Pastor, please look, look for it for me. Yeah. Because it's very, very dangerous. Most of our difficulties in Africa is the fact that no one can cancel this old president who have been around for years for them to say that enough is enough. We don't want to be in power anymore. President for life. No one and I personally believe that they even get counsel from the nations that they are trying to help them. That why don't you hand, hand over the power to a younger person? That is why a president will come to African summit and then will sit down ready to speak. And he has forgotten that I'm in a summit that a more international people sitting down waiting for me to come and, and share my speech. And then the, what do you call it? The person was helping um, the aid. Or, yeah, the king was trying to let him know that it is your turn to speak. Say, so where are we? Where, where are we? And then, who are the people there? And then, apart from that, he was giving gas also loudly. You can't believe this. I'm telling you. Ecclesiastes, Reverend. Ecclesiastes, right? 413. Yeah. I said, better a poor and a wise youth than an old and foolish king who will not be admonished anymore. When we get to a point that nobody can make us, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. At all. It shouldn't be. Look at what Putin is doing. People are dying. Lives are being destroyed. Properties are being destroyed. Businesses are being destroyed. And then one person, one person to the point that when you are having a meeting with your own people, you can't even sit in the same place with them. You sit at far end somewhere and they are also somewhere. Because you don't trust anyone. Mm. Why don't you trust Do you know that people, people, people that normally, people abuse them are people that normally they have genuine heart and they trust people. I don't know if you, I'm saying it well. 
they have genuine hearts. Because of that, they feel like everybody is like them. Cool. So when you are bringing your finger like that towards my eyes, because they cannot do that, they think you cannot do it. And they will allow you to get closer and closer and closer. Until it goes into your eyes. Are you you with me, please? Yeah? And many of our cases are like that. They are so good that sometimes, and that is why I was saying last week that parents, let's bring this conversation in relationship. Let's get to a point where our kids begin to feel comfortable and share everything. And when they share, don't put them in a bad mood that, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Allow them. Because many of the kids that we are raising them in this church, they are innocent. Just to meet a young man, a young brother out there with the WhatsApp thing and dribble her until the dribbling is not going well and then you come in here. I don't know if you are with me. Yeah. Oh, yes. When you have a genuine heart, you think everybody has a genuine heart. It's not like that. Hey, what brought us here? Only this verse, Psalm 23, verse 1. Okay. Look, this topic is really loaded. Seriously said that if God will allow us, eh, God will help us. God will heal the church. God will take the church to another level. The church is healthy when the sheep are healthy. You are preaching. Should I say it again? This church will be very healthy when the sheep in our homes are very, very, very healthy. That is what it is. Hallelujah. Yeah. If we are not healthy at home, what can we feed? Both of us. As we are fighting, as we are quarreling, as we are, what can we give to the people of God? Nothing. Nothing. You can't give what you don't have. Nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. So you find out that you do, we will do a lot of things. You know, one time Apostle uh, Bishop said something at Sunday Cove. He said that we need to appreciate Apostle Joel because it's years ago at the camp. He said that even Apostle Joel wants to divorce because of some of you, Apostle Joel will not take that decision. Even if he is not happy in the marital home. For the sake of the sheep. Because the day that you hear that Apostle Joel is divorced, that day, or the day that we hear that Reverend Kwame and L.P. Pam, they are divorcing. Ah. That's why you give enough reasons to your partner that even Reverend Kwame and L.P. Pam, ah, sure, I'm going. <laughs> even Reverend Kwame, I'm not crying. Forgive. Ah. Yeah. He is reverend. I mean, I'm not reverend. I'm not even a shepherd. I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) 
The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse 2, my, my dear. Verse 2, that says that he makes me to lie down in green pastures. And that is where the revelations are coming from. We should get, please, anyone that you get in your life who wants to marry you, you want to enter into that serious relationship with, as the person, when we are having challenges, who will be the best person to say to you that don't do this and you will do? Wow. And give a genuine answer. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he saying, and then the next one is say that he leads. A shepherd leads. A shepherd leads. Do we have leaders at home? Oh, yes. Do we have leaders in this church? A shepherd leads. That is what I'm saying, that this particular message is not for the church growth, but growth in our homes, growth in our relationships, growth in, in, in our professions, even, yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me, please? Yes, please. He leads. He leads. A shepherd leads. Hallelujah. So, how to use your rod and your staff? How can we use this rod and the staff? Number one, the rod and the staff are used to lead and to rule. I tell you. Revelation 19, verse 15, please. Revelation 19, verse 15. Yes, Pastor Nana, please. Revelation 19, 15. Now Mm -hmm. out of his mouth goes a a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Mm-hmm. Verse 16. And he no, only 15. Only 15. Uh-huh. He himself will do war. Out of his mouth. Will rule with a rod of what? Iron. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, the staff. The staff and the rod, they play two different roles. The rod can be used to punish, right? And the staff can, is normally used to comfort. Hallelujah. Amen. So you find out that the description they give to Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the lamb of God, Hallelujah. Amen. So you see that one point he is a lamb, quiet, persecuting, and all these things are characteristics that Christians and sheep and shepherds we are supposed to have. Hallelujah. It's not everything that it goes on you want to answer. There are certain things when you delay in saying something, you find out that it dies down quickly. Oh, Hallelujah. Wisdom. It's Wisdom. not everything. It's not wow. everything. Sometimes it's better not to say, to say it at all. And you find out that peace has prevailed over the situation. Yes. And that's why Jesus was quiet. 
on the cross. I just wanted to achieve anything. I don't want to exchange anything. In front of the persecution, he didn't say, don't you have anything? I don't have anything to say. Don't you know that I have power over you? You don't have any power over me except the one that has been given to you. After that, he did not say anything again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But there is a part that is also be the judge who will judge equally, equity. Hallelujah. You know, that is why he cannot take injustice. And that is the time that you will lift the rod. Preach it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A father and a mother, not the time that everything goes. Mm. One of the revelations that, you know, I know that, I know, I've known that, you know, we need to help our children. But I've come to understand that many of us, we help them passively. Passive. What, what do I say by, you know, like, listening to a message. They said, be actively listening to the messages. That means you sit down, you are writing points, you are trying to remember the verses that Bishop is giving. Like today, this morning, the flow, I was listening to the old, the young Solomon and the old Solomon. At a point, I was trying to follow the point. But it was becoming difficult. So I was actively, even though I was busy, actively listening to it. But another way to do that is to sit down and write the points. Hallelujah. But many of us, we, don't, we find it difficult to lift the rod. And we parent our, um, our children passively. Jean, are you there? How was school today? Fine, mommy. Did you, do you have homework? Yes. Have you done the homework? Yes. Is there anything that you need to do? No. Is everything okay for tomorrow? Yes. And then okay. Then be good, okay? I will see you. I'm very, very, very tired today. So I will see you. All the yes, 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 you'll find out that it's almost no, 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 no. Right. You are preaching, Reverend. Oh, yes. Wow. There are how many parents will log into their kids' portal in the school to find out and say, what is your grade in mathematics? My grade is A, mommy. Meanwhile, the grade is 65%. And she knows that you will not go and check it. For sure, this one, if he... he teach, teach, hmm. Reverend, teach. Helping homes and church. Oh, yes. That's the one day we wake up and there's a call from the school. Sometimes they give the note to the child to even to come and give it to you. Because they know that they get home at 3 o'clock, you will come at 5. That two hours. He checks everything. My teacher gave a note. They will pay it. This one. I won't give it to my mom. If I give it to my mom, I will die today. So that one, mommy will not see. They, just, they throw them in the trash. And did they see that you are not reacting to the child's disapp- I mean, disappointing grades? And then the principal would take her own phone and call you. Or send an email. Or send an email and then find out what? But you told me that you submitted your homework. You told me that you submitted. Mommy, I forgot. I did it, but I forgot. I, I forgot. No, no, am I saying practical? 
No, I, I, I have a feeling that God has given me certain level of understanding to some of these things. Just, I'm just hoping that one day we will have time as parents to reason together. We are in this together. Look, Auntie May, your child is my child. Linda, your child is my child. We are not different. Your child, your pain is my pain. What you go through is my own. The same. If we can come to this level, you will see that we will strengthen ourselves Amen. and strengthen our homes and Amen. strengthen our children. Hallelujah. Amen. No, last week I went to the youth room. I know when I want to come, throw around, stand at the back trying to see if God can say something to me. I went to the youth room. I was talking to a young child. I said, what do you want to? So, oh, I'm looking into pharmacy. I said, do you have any school? So I'm 11th grade. Now, as the other ones, I think in middle school or something. So it's a farm, the 11th one, the grader says, I want to go to pharmacy school. I said, wow, it's a good thing. Fantastic. Which do you have in this school in mind? Then the person mentioned one school and then temple. I said, wow. wow. But I also know one of the pastors in this church who has links at the temple university. Right. You know, you see, how will we get to know get some of these privileges except we begin to chat and we begin to talk, we begin to share. Don't keep on saying let the enemy minister to us and say that, you know, you cannot wash your dirty clothes and put that. What, 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 come and see my closet. That's why if you don't have any dirty clothes. Have you done your laundry today? You haven't done You didn't do it yesterday. You haven't done it today. Everyone has something that you have to take it at the laundromat or take it to your washing machine or any home, any home, any home. Even if you wash today, today, I don't know your house, but if I wash today, by the time, if you do it in the afternoon, by the time the day will end, they will still have some there. Because they wipe their hands small and they just go, it's dirty. They do something small, it's dirty. Something small, is dirty. If you are here, don't have dirty clothes in your home. Give me a wave. <laughs> ah. So you see, it's a ministration for the enemy. For you to sit on it until it gets to a point that when we hear it, we can't say anything. Mm. It's beyond repairs. It's difficult. Preach. Difficult. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Oh, yes. And sometimes the truth is that you have the rod and the staff, but your personality, your character, the way you are, you can't use the rod aspect well. You don't have that strength as a father or as a mother. Mm. That is why you need to extend the parenting to somebody in the church, to somebody to help you. To, for all of us to pastor our children. Yeah, it's not because you are bad. That's your personality. Are you with me, please? The road, it leads and it rules. Let's rise up to become rulers in the church of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Sometimes some of us we don't enjoy the road part of Pasanana. 
Nice. Yeah. But that is what we need. Yeah. That is what we need. Some of you, because you are not praying, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> the next one, let me add the next one probably. Reverend, it's a good message. Yeah. Number two, the rod and the staff are used for a way-making ministry. Amen. Mm. A, the rod and staff are used for a way-making ministry. Exodus chapter 14, 14 sorry, 15 and 16. Amen. Mm. Exodus 14, verses 15 and 16. Exodus 14, mm -hmm. 15. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Mm -hmm. Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Mm -hmm. Verse 16. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Can you see that? Yes, please. The Lord gave the instruction to the shepherd. Hallelujah. And so the shepherd got the instruction. And got to know exactly what they need to do. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he brought a message and told, told them what God wants them to do. But he did not leave it there. He went ahead to show them exactly how it should be done. What the way. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? Yes. So it's very, very important as ministry leaders, ministry shepherds, please listen to me. Sometimes it's good to give counsel. But we need to follow up and find out if the thing is being done in the right way. Hallelujah. They knew that they, they had the Red Sea ahead of them. It was a challenge. It was a difficulty. And said, that, just don't wait for me. Let the people move forward and go. Okay, I've heard you. God, says, saying, God is saying that we should move forward. The question is, how are we going to do it? Then he said, lift up the rod, the staff in your hand, and then exactly that, the Red Sea parted into two, and then they started moving. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what Bishop is referring in the book as way-making ministry. ministry. Hallelujah. You make a way, you know, sometimes even when people feel like they live far, you know, to come to church, and Manhattan is a unique church. No one, I can tell you, maybe one or two people live in this city, in this borough. Hallelujah. The rest of us, all of us are far. Hallelujah. So one of the ways making ministry for a pastor, for the sheep, is that when you visit them, then, you know, and the truth is that some of them, it is far. In fact, when you go and visit them, you salute them. One of the brethren who is really fine is Brother, Brother Ben. Oh. And Brother Ben has been in upstate for all these years. I've known him. The day that I entered this church, 1999, he's always be coming to church. It doesn't matter where we move to and we've been going. Oh, yes. It's far. Dr. Serena's house. From my house to her house, it's around, it's, I think, 60-something miles. Yannick, the same thing. In Pennsylvania. 
Yeah. One time I visited one of the members. When we were leaving the house, he punched in the GPS to my house. It was 105 miles to my house. After church, oh, we went after church and then we were leaving the place. Yeah. When I was going to visit Brother Ben, then we left home 7, was it 725? We got there after 10. And I can drive very fast. Oh, yes. Have you been to his house before? And it's from, when, and <laughs> somebody says in Canada, <laughs> when I was leaving, and then I was, talk, I was trying to talk to somebody, and said, why are you going, Reverend? I said, I'm going to visit Brother Ben. The person said, hey! <laughs> because that was the first time, the new place, the old place I had been there. I went there with Reverend Biddy. But the new place, I had not been there before. I said, we went but guess what? I enjoy the visitation. I enjoy the fellowship. Forgive me any day I will go again. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me in place? And the person, when you do that, it encourages the person that if my pastor can come all the way from New Jersey, then I can also come to church in Manhattan. We meet somewhere in the middle. Hallelujah. Way making. Way making in marriages. Hallelujah. You know, and not everybody will enjoy this particular statement that you're making the way for marriage, you know. That those are the old days, you know. You know, our parents used to do that. But that's why those days they were not divorcing a lot. Preach it, preach it. Preach it. Yeah? Preach it. In fact, they used to say that the way you are always looking sharp and every nice like that. If that have been those days, they will just bring you one weekend to the family house and call about three ladies and ask you which of them would you like to marry because the way we look at you, looks like you have a good future, you have a good profession. Now that you have been promoted at your workplace, we can't allow this thing to go out of the family. So one, two, three, four. Choose one. Choose this day. <laughs> <laughs> and not like you, you don't want to make it like I'm going to think about it all. You, now now so if you look at uncle's daughter are you going to abuse your uncle's daughter you know I can marry your uncle's daughter right you're not going to abuse your uncle's daughter you're not going to misbehave there are certain trials. I mean, yeah. let me put it that way. <laughs> are you with me, please? Yeah. yeah. You know, let me put it this way, this way. How many of us will stand at the junction of 86th Street in Amsterdam and say, and say I'm looking for a beloved? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. So you find out that all relationships, if you want, let's all scan through all the relationships. It's through something. Through the school, through your profession, somebody's party, somebody's engagement, somebody's wedding. In fact, somebody's even funeral, camp meeting, um, um, saved ministry. Yeah. It is, yeah. Somebody's recommendation. Yeah. 
But there's something about human being that if you say, oh, have you considered this person? The fact that somebody, especially in the house, oh, no, 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 no. Even if I've thought about it, I've changed my mind. <laughs> hey, what a shock. I've changed my mind. Yeah. How did I meet her? My sister's house. Yeah. You find almost everybody. Almost everybody. Just that they did not say anything. I was bold enough to say something. Yeah. Tell us, Reverend. Tell us. <laughs> she thought she was hard. Ah, she wasn't hard at all. When, he, when she saw this height, she said, this is it. <laughs> yeah. We're making for jobs. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes I can sit down and I'm a shepherd. I know a few things. I may not know everything. I learn. I try to learn all the time. That's why sometimes when I chat with people, I try to ask questions. Not because I want to be inquisitive, if I will use the right word, but I also want to learn something about what you do. And if I'm counseling somebody, can I bring the thing up and help the person? Hallelujah. That's why when I hear a good profession, I try to talk to people. In fact, if you be open enough even to tell me, I say, when I say, take this course, you say, you say, you will not take it. Even if, Sometimes you may not have money. If you open up enough, say, you don't have money, and I have. Why not? Why not? Why not? One time we're talking to somebody, say, I'll go to school. And then later when I find out that the money to go for the transcript, the person does not have. I said, why not? Come. I gave the money. Amen. One person was not feeling well. Had, his daughter was not feeling well. And they had just come, you know, to the United States. They didn't have a good job and everything. I said, why not? I just stopped the council. I went to ATM, took money. I said, go to emergency, something, something, emergency. You know, take the child there. Are you with me, please? Just that sometimes, that's what I'm saying, that people sometimes, by, by, from your experience, because you open up, you know, to somebody, and they took it to another level, because of that, you don't want to open up again. But if you discern well, you will find out that many people. of the shepherds and the people of God are also not like that. You're preaching. You're preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I preaching, please? Oh, Reverend, you are yeah. preaching good. It's a good message. Please, let's begin to talk. One of the things that, look, you may be shocked that as you earn 80K, you think you are okay. Somebody can tell you a word, and the 80K will change to 120,000 a year or 150,000 a year. Gone are the days. Oh, no, recently when Apostle was around, you know, he says something. So, gone are the days when you hear somebody's earning. We used to talk about six figures. Six, six figures means that 100,000 a year. Am I saying, am I saying something? One and then, yeah, and five zeros. Yeah. If you want to hear that, wow, then this, wow, wow. Apostle was saying that many of the church members, that is why man, uh, the United States being one of the, um, denominations that we have built a lot of the 10,000 churches. Amen. If you 
talk about 250,000, it's not a big deal to some people. You talk about 150,000. So if we settle in our 70,000, which is $35 an hour, $80,000, $40 an hour, you know, $90,000, $45 an hour, and things, look, there are more opportunities. Hallelujah. And the way is when you, be, the pastor may not even know, but the pastor, oh, this thing you want to do, why don't you talk to Brother Ben? I think Brother Ben will be able to give you some counsel or advice here. Last, last week, I was telling Dr. Kriya, Dr. Kriya, I want you to mentor some of the young ones for us. Hallelujah. It breathes my heart. When you see intelligent high schoolers with 3.9, 4.0, and all these GPAs, and then they go and do psychology without any professional thing. I want to do business. I want to do what do you want to do? Um, what are some of the, the nursing? There's another course apart from when people are doing nursing and they struggle, they switch to it. Public health. Yeah. Public health first degree. If you get a job, the max you can get can easily be 50K. Am I, am I saying it right here? Or is more? You are not sure, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody was sharing with me, said he interviewed with a company. Seven rounds of the interview, they didn't take him. Then recently, he got another job. He did accounting. You see, in accounting, sometimes you may be thinking, uh, if you do accounting, uh, you will get around 70K, 60 But there's a way you do the accounting that it can take you higher. So this person said that the company saw that I have been, I'm a manager in this company, so they want to come back for me. So they called me and said, I interviewed with you for this number of rounds, seven times. We met the CEO and everything. And then you did not write to me. You did not do anything. They did not respond back to him. So I don't want to come back. Then this verbal conversation, they took it to writing form. So now we want you to please come back. We'll give you $300,000. Check $300,000 a year. If you want an R, if you want to know, divide the 300000 by 2080. 2008, it tells you per hour. It's around $144 an hour. If you go to work at eight hours, how much will you get? <laughs> and many of these jobs, 300000 a year, means that the bonus can easily be around 50000 60000 a year. And we can easily be in our corner and feel comfortable with the 80, with the 90. Hey, in this church, now they have run out, Reverend Kwame, what is he saying? Now, what I'm trying to say is we that if we can, the church is growing, and we take the rod and the staff as shepherds and open up well, God can take us higher heights. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? If you have a first degree here, aspire to have a second degree. Please, do your masters. Do your masters. Do your masters. 
Should I say it again? To say close. It. I'm saying that if you have a fair degree here, many layoffs, they hit the first degree people first before they hit the second degree people. Please, don't fall victim. Why don't you rise up? Oh, what a word, Reverend. Thank you. I give you full control. the schools they are not taking you the court they are offering it cannot help you to do the second degree don't say that because my responsibility in the church I don't want to go far I want to say because I'm a technical person I can't, I can't go far in this church that is not how we do things you go example where is G what were the things that she was doing? He was doing a lot. But if he has to go out, and we are not pastors that we want, because we want the church to go, we want to stay with us to so that you can do the ministry, do this. No, I tell people when I was in Newark, I used to tell people that the church, you just go, go to Chicago, go to um, wherever you can go to do the masters. We will be here, we'll wait for you. When you come, we will just stretch our hands and welcome you. The ministry will still be waiting for you. Are you with me, please? Oh, yes. Because if we don't do that one day, we will rise up and say that because of the church. That is why I didn't develop myself. If I didn't develop myself, I cannot blame Apostle Joel. I cannot blame Bishop Dark. I cannot blame anyone. Are you with me, please? It takes sometimes, it is better to step out of state and go because sometimes the people around you, the distractions is too much. You can't concentrate. You can't have concentration because of your friends and the people around you. It's better to go to somewhere no one knows you and concentrate and study and get a degree and bring it back. I'm preaching good. Hallelujah. Good Shepherd of my soul, please. My soul, I give you full control. Wherever you may be, come on, I will fall. I have made a 
You are the shepherd of our soul. You lead us. Father, we ask, oh God, give us the grace to make ourselves sheep so that you can shepherd us. And when you give us, you shepherd us, we know that you will give us under shepherds. And Lord, and when you bring the under shepherds, give us the discernment to discern, to know the appropriate shepherds for our lives, for every stage of our development, and every spiritual development, and physical development, and the secular development, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the shepherd, Bishop Dad. Thank you for Apostle Joel. Thank you for all the pastors that you have given unto us, oh God. Thank you for this church, in the, name of the Jesus. shepherds in the name that of you Jesus. have given to in us, the name oh God. Of Jesus. Myself, Epi oh, yes. Pam, Pastor oh, Nana, yes, Epi Anita, oh, and yes, all Lord. the ministry Lord. and pastoral leaders. We bless you for their lives. Thank you for the special sheep. These people are precious in your sight. You brought them into this church for a reason. Therefore, even when we make mistakes as shepherds, Lord, forgive us. When we don't feed them the things that we are supposed to feed them, please be merciful unto us. We bless you. We honor you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And let the saints say, Amen. Hallelujah. Can we take, please let's take communion. Oh, yes. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.